0: Hello, listeners. Matt here. Hey, are you Potter and Family? Go on Twitter and search the hashtag Potter and Family or follow at Potter and Family to find a bevy of great podcasts, including this one. That's hashtag Potter and Family or at Potter and Family on Twitter. By the way, spoiler alert, this podcast will be talking about the most recent episode of the show that it covers. So, if you're not caught up, come back when you are if you don't want to be spoiled. Don't worry, we'll be here waiting. Part of the Rewatching Good TV network. It's Ragnar Cast, a Vikings podcast. And now here's your host, Matt Murdick. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Ragnar Cast. It is episode 11 of the podcast. We are covering season four, episode 11, The Outsider, or maybe you could call it season four B, episode one, The Outsider. I'm not sure how to approach that. I'm going to just go with it all being one long season, and this is episode 11. Uh, The episode was written by Michael Hurst, it was directed by Daniel Groh, it aired on November 30th of 2016 and was viewed in its first viewing by an estimated 2.4 million viewers. My name is Matt Murdick and I am from ragnarcast.wordpress.com, that's your one-stop shop for all things this podcast. And uh, normally I would give you thanks for people who have left iTunes reviews because I always try and plug up giving a written review to the podcast. Please feel free to do so. I'll catch up with that next week. I'm way behind on recording this week simply because I was on the road with the band and we did not have access to the internet in the band houses that we were put up in uh, on the nights that we were playing. And so I apologize for that. I know you're getting this very late at probably the earliest you're going to hear this the day of the new episode coming up but hopefully i'll give gotten my thoughts out there at least for posterity's sake before the new episode airs if you have thoughts about any episode of vikings feel free to send an email to ragnarcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at ragnarcast Or you can call 314-669-1840 and leave a voicemail. Just make sure to say what podcast you're leaving it for, because I use one telephone number for multiple podcasts. And uh, I got some feedback from all of you you in all of those formats. I got emails, I got tweets, I got phone calls. So thank you very much for your feedback. We're going to get to all of that in a little bit. Do want to issue a quick spoiler alert anything from the previous seasons may come into the current discussions and so therefore uh you need to really kind of be caught up to the most recent episode of the show if you don't want to be spoiled because i could just go off on a thing about anything so um there's your warning and normally i start off the podcast with what we call the ragnarisms that's our best quotes from the episode you all send in quotes and then i uh kind of snip them from the show and play them again i'm very far behind this week and so i'm just going to list what people submitted to me i know you probably want to hear them i'll try it by maybe at the end of the season uh, to come back and, and give you all of these clips um at some point but right now i'm just trying to get this out here and uh, I appreciate your patience this week for till I could. But as far as Ragnarisms, uh, via email, Sigan said uh, the whole first opening was great and the whole who wants to be king thing. That was fantastic. Um, Bridget from Voicemail and uh, Shanna91, Hannah 91 on Twitter. That's our friend Shanna. Uh, they both loved the Ragnar Lagatha talk. And there was a specific one from Bridget. She'll tell you in her voicemail. And as for me and Christine, we both like the Ivar and Ragnar stuff at the end. Uh, some of those quotes. I loved all of the playful dialogue in there. I thought that was great. But I do want to just go ahead and give some a few real quick thoughts about this episode. This episode will probably be much shorter than normal. Uh, again, I'm just trying to catch up with everything and I apologize. But I guess my first thing to say about this particular episode, The Outsiders, is that I'm so used to television shows when they've been away for a while, you come back and you catch up with everybody. You know, there's little check-ins with everything. So we didn't have any England, we didn't have any France, we didn't have any of that stuff and that really caught me off guard a little bit. Um, This premiere stayed very focused on the Lothbrook family and that includes, of course, Lagatha as well. I could still consider her part of the Lothbrook family. Um, I, I guess what the deal was is that since they had that time jump at the end of, of last season, uh, it threw us all for such a loop. Maybe they felt like they needed to try and catch up, uh, area by area. So I don't know what that means for next week Will we see just England or whatever, or for, I guess say, in this week I should say, but, uh, you know, I don't know what that means whether we'll focus more on France in one specific episode or more on England in one specific episode or if now we'll just start bouncing around because those characters have become more side characters we'll have to see uh but they did take time to get us really emotionally invested in this a lot of new cast uh including the the boys um clearly the outsider, if you want to take the title in this episode, is Ragnar. He's trying to find his way back into Catechette. He's trying to make amends for all of the things that he's done wrong, and he's trying to get back in his son's good graces to help him go back to Wessex. But I also think that you could say Ivar is an outsider as well in this episode, you know, because He uh, is the one guy out of the boys who doesn't really get the girl and all of that. And because of that, I feel like that he feels more aligned with his father at the end. Um, So I think you have really two outsiders sitting on the thrones at the end there for a minute. And as far as Ivar and uh, this slave girl, Marguerite, um, obviously Marguerite is, is the one thing that kind of ties all of the boys together. And I did feel like maybe Uba is actually has feelings for her. He might actually care for her. Um, But uh, none of the other boys, I mean, seemed extraordinarily violent with her or anything except for Ivar. And and I guess you could say that maybe Ivar's frustration about the whole thing was supposed to make you feel for him in some way. Um, But I, I just can't. I can't see women treated like that in any time period in in the medieval time period in the modern time period it 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 just um that really rattles me and I I know that uh, it's unrealistic of me to say well you can't have that in there that stuff did happen obviously that stuff did happen but it just bothers me and so I wasn't I was kind of put off by all of that it just really didn't do much for me at all I did like Marguerite, though. I did like the way she saved her own life uh, by talking Ivor down. She was, she was very good at that. The main focus, of course, is, is Ragnar. And um, the face-down scene at the beginning, that, that was great. It had some great intensity. And I loved how none of the boys could actually go through with killing Ragnar. Um, because I really feel like this whole episode was about Ragnar just trying to end himself. Um, but that moment with Ragnar and Uba at the at the end of that first scene in in the center of town there, uh, that was super emotional for me. Um, Travis Fimmel is just so good. It's the look on his face when he when Ragnar hugs Uba. It just got me, man. I, I couldn't help it. And you know, Ragnar does have so many regrets. That scene where he tried to hang himself. I mean, that's a clear indicator to me that no matter what his plan is to right the wrongs about Wessex or whatever, I don't think he has any intention of coming back. I, I think that he feels like he's done. That's why we saw all of these goodbyes with like Floki, with Lagartha. Um, they felt like goodbyes. If they weren't going to come with him, then they'd really felt like goodbyes. And of course that makes you worry about the fact that, uh, you know, we might be calling this Ragnar cast without there actually being a Ragnar in it at some point. Um, but at the same time, you know those scenes with with Floki and with Lagatha were super emotional as well the Floki scene just floored me i loved those scenes um everything Helga Floki Ragnar just talking and 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 just being people and and then just a a, a simple expression of love and how that lit Floki up it was so amazing it was just amazing but obviously Floki's got this really nice boat he's built it for Bjorn and it looks like, you know, he's going to go with Bjorn. looks like a Mediterranean adventure. That's where Bjorn's headed. And that seems weird. You know, I, I mean, when we were at the time jump and, and Floki and Bjorn were talking and everything, after everything that happened with Athelstan, you know, before, I was just like, I didn't think these guys would ever become friends again, uh, or at least, you know, allies. And it looks like that they're they're wholehearted in, you know, Floki's building the best ship he's ever built for uh for Bjorn and it looks like Bjorn's going to go to the Mediterranean and speaking of Bjorn I mean and having his eyes set on the Mediterranean I I think that that's really cool but this conversation with the seer the seer is just trying to make Ragnar's return not bode well for anyone and if you recall last year or last season I started to formulate this theory that maybe um uh, Floki was going to become the next seer um but I got the feeling that maybe it would take ragnar's death as kind of a sacrifice in order to make it happen and that's that really came to my head when uh rollo and ragnar were fighting and you saw those intercut shots of the seer and he was like he was anticipating he was in hoping ragnar would get killed and then he gave out that big frustrated scream when ragnar got away um it seems to me like it's almost like The Seer doesn't want to be the Seer anymore. And I don't know if that means that he ends up dying. I don't know, have any idea how long he's been alive or what have you. But he kind of wants to pass on that seeing ability to Floki. And the only way he can do that, it seems like, is if Ragnar dies. Or at least that's the impression I'm getting. So I can't help but wonder if anything the Seer says to anybody about Ragnar um, is merely directed in order to gain the Seer's own freedom. For himself, what again? Whatever that means—be it death, be it just not having to have the gift anymore—I'm not sure. But I I just feel like that those are two things that are intrinsically tied in kind of the mystical side of the whole Vikings thing. As for the brothers themselves, uh, you know, the fighting scene—I thought that was great. Uh, I thought all those guys did really good. It looked pretty sharp. It looked—you you think, man, these guys are some tough dudes. They 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 could take over the world. Yeah, they could do it. But again, the whole thing about the brothers mating, not so much about that. So um that seemed to be the extent of their relationship, uh, other than talking about father and who wanted to kill him and who didn't want to kill him and who was going to go with him and who wasn't going to go with him. And that's all fine and well, Um, but it didn't really invest me in anybody. I I, I think this episode was supposed to invest us in Ivar a little more than the other guys, but I, I really like the fact that Uba... Uh, you know, he actually kind of likes Marguerite, I think, is, is the impression you're supposed to get there. Um, back to Ragnar, though, him and the Lagatha stuff. I mean, first of all, you go, Lagartha, You go, girl. I mean, Astrid seems to be quite a catch to me. I mean, I thought she, she looks pretty good there. Um, but I can't help but feel like the whole Astrid, Lagatha, Ragnar dynamic did create just a little bit of tension i don't know what that means i don't know if it means anything or if it was just the fact that you know here's lagatha she's got her current lover astrid and her former lover ragnar in the same room that that might have just have been all that dynamic was about but I, I felt the tension in there for just a minute um but lagatha and astrid for now at least seem to be a very nice pairing and you know the whole thing about lagatha training astrid I mean, you gotta just suspect, uh, given promos and, and and other things, which I try to stay away from. But I mean, they made a big one shot of of Lagatha and um, how she's uh, she's got her own ambitions this season, and I'm sure that that her training Astrid has to do with that, um, and uh, it, it's probably involves Cadigat. We'll just say that. Uh, I don't want to be spoilery, so we'll just say it in that manner. But as for Ragnar and Lagatha themselves, oh, they've matured so much. The way they spoke to each other so honestly this time around. Um, and the way Ragnar was so accepting of Bjorn doing his own thing, you know, as as Lagatha was asking him questions and everything, he was very open with her. He talked about how, you know, the greatest mistake he ever made was leaving the farm. Um, and that wasn't, that wasn't just to try and lure Lagatha in, I don't think. That wasn't just to try to get her to go with him to Wessex. That was, uh, because we've seen Ragnar be manipulative like that before. That, that was honest feelings. And it, it's so cool to see the two of them be able to share their feelings so honestly now um, in, in the years that have passed. I, I think that that was beautifully sad, really. I, I, I just thought it was absolutely beautifully sad. And then this final scene with, with Ragnar and, and Ivar is the last thing I'll touch on real quick. Oh, my gosh. that Give it up for, I can't remember this actor's name, but give it up for him who's playing Ivar because he was acting exactly the same way young Ragnar was in, in so many ways with the quick words and the little head turns and, and, and the inflection of voice and all of that stuff when he was going, you know, well, I'm not going to go. You never ask me, I'm not going to go you know just the same way that Ragnar would have manipulated someone as well, you know uh, in an earlier day or tried to manipulate, and so you have these two masters of manipulation going at each other, one the younger version of Ragnar, and one of course the much more mature version of Ragnar, and the way they meet in the middle is fantastic it was it was somewhat funny, it was somewhat intense, it was just perfect, and I can't wait to see where that goes, although I do hate to think that if Ragnar does go back to England, like I said before, I don't know if he has any intention of coming back. Now, Ivar, on the other hand, he probably has the intention of staying there or, or going back multiple times and, and doing some stuff in his own name, because he's got those Ragnar ambitions. You can see it in him. So I love that. And I guess that's really all I have to say. Again, I'm just trying to be real quick this week about the episode. I'm going to give it an 8-8 just a straight eight um it was very focused uh but the problem with that is that now i want to know what's going on everywhere else what's going on with rollo what's going on with Eckbert? what's going on you know with uh, all of the the other england storylines uh the the kid that went over to rome you know they come back from obviously he's probably back from his pilgrimage how old is he now um I I I want to know all of that stuff. So that made it a little bit of frustrating, I guess. Um I hated the whole slave girl bit. I do like the slave girl, don't get me wrong. Uh Marguerite, but I I just hated uh, that whole aspect of it as how, you know, people are just merchandise and um to to play with as you wish. I I didn't like that aspect at all. I did love the Floki stuff with Ragnar. Oh my gosh, that was so good. And I did love the Lagatha stuff with Ragnar and with Astrid. That was great. Um, and of course, like I just said, the ending scene, that was great. Um, so that was enough to keep it at an eight for me. I was not a big fan of the music score of this episode. I thought Morris um, just, it was a little bit too much in your face. And I don't know if that was the mix. Or if it was the instrumentation that he chose, um, but it, it just was—it didn't work for me in a lot of ways. It much more the expressions of the actors is what moved me emotionally more so than the music this time. So that took a little bit away as well. All right, I've rambled on enough, folks. You have submitted some things from our for our sections. We have sections like three words, where we try to describe the episode in three words, or try to describe our feelings about the episode in three words. Uh, we have sections like the Frig of the Week, which is the best coupling of the week. Doesn't necessarily have to be two people, and of course we have some feedback from you all as well. So we'll start off with three words. <music> Wonderful phrase, to hear those three little words. Okay, three little words. This is where you try to describe the episode in three words. And you can submit them to me by tweet or by email or by voicemail. We've got some from all different kinds. I'm going to give you mine first. And uh, mine is just kind of a general thing. Unexpectedly focused story. I mentioned it before. It, that kind of took me by surprise. There was no England. There was no France. And so, uh, yeah, I was just really surprised. So, unexpectedly focused story. It was all about the Lothbrooks. And that's not that it wasn't fitting. It's just that um, it just took me by surprise. And so that's, that's the thing that stands out the most for me at this time. We've got a voicemail here from Bridget with her three words. Let's listen to that next.
1: Hi, my name is Bridget Davis, and I'm calling for the Ragnar cast. And so as far as the three words go, Ragnar brings calamity. I couldn't believe what the Seer said, but he sure made it clear, didn't he?
0: Yes, the Seer definitely is not about Ragnar returning. And... Uh, Well, you just heard my thoughts about uh, a few minutes ago about why that is. I keep feeling like, you know, the seer somehow wants out. Here's a crazy crackpot theory. What if the seer is Ragnar? Time travel. No? Not in a Viking story? Okay. (laughs) Uh, Got more three words submitted here. Let's see. On Twitter. At two fangirls, that's our friend Robin, that's the number two fan and girls with a Z, says, I love you. And I think that that's in reference to uh, Floki and Ragnar. That was a great thing. Uh, Our friend Shanna, at xhanna91, says, Lothbrooks share everything. Yes, they do. (laughs) Uh, Yes, they, they definitely share Marguerite, that's for sure. Uh, and our friend Christine at Cute Poison Ten, uh, with an E in there, uh, that says "Poor Servant Girl" and "Not Good Pacing." Two sets there. Poor Servant Girl, I agree, and not good pacing. I didn't really think too much about the pacing, but I can understand why you would think that because it was kind of focused and uh, it did kind of jump around a little bit. I think that it was just a lot of emotional impact, and we were supposed to be building up to this whole Ragnar is, you know just wanting to end himself so there was there was some uh, sobriety in this episode which was uh, a little bit strange for a vikings episode but it was i don't know if i'd have gone a seven out of ten like you did uh, i went a little higher eight out of ten but it did have its flaws i will definitely agree there as far as emails go we have one from uh sigin who says valhalla can wait and then put in parentheses, fortunately. Yes, um, you know, that whole, I didn't really talk about it, but the, with the hanging scene with the, with all of the, the ravens uh, saving Ragnar, that was clearly Odin just trying to, uh, you know, uh, say, hey, wait a minute, you're not done quite yet. We're not done with you yet. But what that means, I'm not exactly sure. And then finally, uh, from an email from uh, Angel Men disappoint. Lagatha is one of them. <laughs> yes, uh, she's turned to Astrid. That's very good. I'm I'm all about that. That's awesome. Uh, Ivar the Sun. Uh, there you go. That's good. And Ragnar hates ruling. That was surprising to me. Although there's always been, you know, as it, as it went towards the end of last season, you know, and he started getting in that whole thing with Edu and the drugs and all of that. That seemed to become more and more apparent. Um, but uh, his whole statement about, you know, wishing he'd never left the farm, that was super emotional. I, I, I really enjoyed uh, um, that talk between Ragnar and Lagartha. And that's all that we have for three words this week. You, if you're listening and you haven't ever submitted, please feel free to submit. Again, you can send an email to Ragnarcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at Ragnarcast on Twitter. Or you can call 314-669-1840 and leave your three words in a voicemail like Bridget did. And next up, we have the Frig of the Week. That's the best coupling of the week. doesn't necessarily have to be two people. It can be a person and an object, a person and a concept. Well, I'll tell you more about it on the other side. Here we go. It so clearly, three little words, little letters, simply me.
1: Davis, and I'm calling for the Ragnar cast. And for the freight of the week, I went ahead and chose Ivar, and that wonderful servant girl, Marguerite. Thank God for Marguerite. She just may be the savior of us all.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Bridget. And well, yeah, I would definitely agree that uh, Marguerite huh, took some lemons, and, and she made lemonade. That's for sure. Um, I, again, I w- I was just kind of bothered by that scene, and I I understand we're supposed to feel a little bit about Ivar's frustration there, but just you know, I, I the Viking way is, sometimes gets to me. Uh, that's all I'll say about that. Um, mine, I'm going to go with Lagatha and Astrid. I mean, Astrid seems very understanding of Lagatha's pain, and this isn't just some kind of male you know, fantasy thing. This is just about you know, it seems like uh, maybe there's some real love there, which means that there's probably some kind of deception going on there as well, you know, because that's the way uh, television stories go, right? So is Astrid going to flip at some point on Lagartha? We'll just have to see. But at the same time, for now, she seems very into Lagatha and all things about Lagartha, including Ragnar. So I thought that that was really cool. Uh, in tweets, we have, at XHannah91, that's our friend Shanna, who says, Has to be Ragnar and Floki. So much love. Yeah, those were great scenes. All of the scenes, even when they're just sitting around talking and everything, but then when they're out there on the dock. Oh my goodness, That it, just the way that Ragnar just quietly says that and just starts to walk away and see Floki's face light up and the way he's screaming that he loves Ragnar too. Um, it was so great to see their friendship amended completely i i I know it started when ragnar went into the water after him but um it it just uh it just seems so much better this way um and and so fitting and again it felt like a goodbye um our friend christine at cute poison 10 says ragnar and his beard (laughs) i like that beard i think that beard looks cool I'm, i'm i'm happy for that Um, And then our friend Robin, at two fangirls, that's girls with a Z, the number two, and the girls with a Z, uh, says, Ivar and Ragnar. And, uh, yeah, that was a great scene at the end. I love that. I'm sure they're going to have many great scenes together this season. Um, Robin also added, I'm scared for Ragnar. I am, too. You know, he seemed uh, very done with everything. You know, he seems very resigned. Um, and he's just out to make things right. Um, to what extent that will take him, we'll just have to see. As far as emails go, uh, Sigurd said this must be Ragnar and Odin. The god has not forgotten about his outcast son and even sends his ravens to show him that. Ragnar is back. Oh, right on! I like that, Sigyn. I would like to think that. I hope that. I hope that I can continue to call this Ragnar cast and have some meaning in the podcast or in the show. Uh, we will have to see. But I, I do feel like that he's very resigned. I, I that was so to the extreme of everything else that we've ever seen Ragnar be. I just was uh, I was floored by it that he would even consider suicide. Um, but yes. Odin did send the ravens, and uh, so Ragnar is obviously not done yet. And then finally, this email from Angel who says, Odin and his purpose for Ragnar. He survived his attempt to kill himself, and Odin had a hand in it, since his presence was represented by the ravens on the tree. It could have been possible that Ragnar did not put the noose on tight enough so that he could survive and in essence feel more alive. His life flashed before his eyes, and he found a new purpose to live for. Ooh, I really like that, Angel. Thank you so much for submitting that. Um, That's fantastic. That's a great thought. That's something I didn't consider, that maybe he really didn't want to kill himself. He just uh, wanted to see. He was testing the gods to see if he was done or not. Um, And maybe now he does have new purpose. We will have to see where that plays out. Those are great couplings of the week again you t- it like we had Christine with Ragnar and his beard that's not two people so that's fantastic um, yeah we had a God and a purpose for Ragnar that's that's fantastic everything uh, is uh super easy to couple together whatever you think the best coupling is the frig of course frig is a uh, is the Norse word for uh, marriage in a way, or a bonding. And so uh, that's what we call it, the Frig of the Week, the best coupling of the week. Your feedback is next. Too in love can make it Take my heart and please don't break it Love was made for me Again, you can always submit feedback to me in a number of ways. You can leave voicemail like Bridget has. You can email me like Sigan and Angel have. You can also tweet me with any thoughts that you have as well. I'm going to start with just this real quick email from Angel or this extra line in Angel's email. Who gave it a six point five? It's still early in this time frame of the series. I am curious as to the progress of Alfred in England and the intrigue of the court. Me too. Uh, that's this whole focus on on just what was happening in Kattegat and with the with the Lothbrooks um, threw me for a little bit of a loop. I was expecting to see uh, at least one check-in scene from England. We will have to see. And I, I wonder what Alfred is up to and and. Um, you know, uh, Aethel Wolf and, and Eckbert and, and all of that. I, w- I want to see where we are with all of that. And I'm sure we'll get it soon. Um, but thank you again, Angel. And, um, 6.5. That's, I can't remember if last year you rated things a little lower than the rest of us. Maybe you're a little tougher, greater, but, uh, I would have given a little bit better than that, but, uh, everybody has their own scale. So I think that that's just fine. Thank you, Angel. Um, I have this email from Sigyn, who says, So happy that both Vikings and RagnarCast is back. Can't wait to hear the next episode. Hope to hear feedback from all the guys who wrote in earlier. There's so much storylines starting up that I can't really comment on everyone, but those who I find most interesting. As to who wants to be king, Ivar seems to be the only one up for it, and the only one of Ragnar's sons with Aslog that actually stands out. Okay, Uba was standing up for that slave woman. That I like. But those scenes with her at the same time were the one thing I didn't like about this episode. Can a slave really have a say in who to bed, even if she is asked? I feared for her life the moment Ivar touched her at the table. So good that she was able to calm him and stroke his very vulnerable ego. Hope she gets a bigger role. Ivar is very creepy, and the actor is so perfect portraying both this and his vulnerability. I really like this episode, and I have longed to see a reunion of Ragnar and Floki and Ragnar and Lagatha. I didn't catch at first that he actually meant he was thinking about suicide, and therefore was not going to Valhalla, but hell, and it was goodbyes. Loved the scene with Floki. I have waited for this. Finally, Floki gets something back, from all of his sacrifices for Ragnar. And of course, at the moment when he tied himself to Ragnar's son. Can't wait to see what happens with this storyline. I wish Ragnar could go with them and skip all this England stuff. I want to see what happened to Alfred since last time. And what is Lagatha preparing? So much cooking. (laughs) Well, have to go. Um, and, uh, again, just love, uh, all of your thoughts there, Sigan. Thank you so much. Uh, especially this one about, uh, the actor playing Ivar is just doing a fantastic job. I see a lot of young Ragnar in Ivar. And I think that that's a tribute to the, the actor taking some cues from Travis Fimmel and, um, duplicating some of those things. I thought that that was really cool because there's been times when Ragnar has been pretty creepy himself right? So I love that. And, um, the fact that, uh, him not going to Valhalla because he was going to hell, I didn't even think about that implication either, but clearly these were all goodbyes. He was very much, uh, trying to make amends as best as he could before he went away. The thing that his sons weren't going to go to Wessex with him, you know, it just seemed to kind of put him on a path where he was just like, okay, this is it. Um, and he was just going to leave everything behind. And he hated ruling, he, he admits to Lagatha. So it's just like, you know, you can't come back and really be king, I don't guess. Um, so this is going to be an interesting season for Ragnar for sure. Great thoughts there. Let's get to Bridget's voicemail.
1: Hi, my name is Bridget Davis, and I'm calling for the Ragnar cast. Matt, it's so good to hear your voice again. It's so nice to be back. Um, I just love the episode so much. I'll go ahead and let you know right now. I gave it 9 out of 10. There wasn't a lot of action, but it was just so good to have everybody back again. Now, as for the Ragnarism, I gave this quote from Lagertha. It said so much about everything. No regret, yet every regret. And I just wanted to add, I love the final scene of those two sitting on the thrones. Nobody wants either one of them on the thrones right now. And yet history tells us those are the two that end up on the thrones. Again, Matt, thank you so much. Just enjoy it so much. Okay. Bye.
0: Okay. Thank you, Bridget. Yeah, that was a great quote uh, that you put in there. And again, I apologize, folks, that I didn't have time for the Ragnarisms this week. I'm just, I'm up against it. It's like Tuesday afternoon. I'm trying to get a podcast out so that uh, there's at least something out there before the next episode. We will be much more on time next week i promise you uh, my schedule is a lot lighter you have the same deadline though if you can get to me your thoughts about the episode by 6 p.m on fridays wherever you are in the world 6 p.m in russia that's your deadline if you're in, if you live in russia if you live in J- japan 6 p.m is your deadline if you live in uh, honolulu 6 p.m. Honolulu time is your deadline. That way I can be sure to try and record on Saturday morning so that you get the podcast on Sundays. Um, And that way it will be uh, there for you to consume all week before we get into the next episode. Again, I thought that this episode was fantastic, um, but not perfect is is the best way to put it. And um, a couple of my quips are just personal kind of things. But if you do have any thoughts regarding the episode coming up, which is entitled The Vision, I believe, that's season four, episode, I'm going to call it episode 12 rather than 4B2. And uh, The Vision is coming up on Wednesday night. Get me your thoughts, Ragnarcast at gmail.com, tweet at Ragnarcast, or send a voicemail by calling 314 669 1840. And thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Take care. Contact the podcast by emailing ragnarcast at gmail.com or by calling 314-669-1840. Tweet to the podcast at RagnarCast. Please leave the podcast a written review on your podcatcher and find all back episodes and other links at ragnarcast.wordpress.com.